This is the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. It is season three, episode one, debut premiere of the third season of the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Hello and welcome in. My name is Brandon Bainey, but more importantly, the main captain of this fleet is our East Idaho resident and expert, Sean Kane. What's going on, Sean? Hey, you know, a lot of people are waiting for the second half season of Yellowstone, but they don't have to wait for the new season of East Idaho podcast. (laughs) That's right. I'm the Kevin Costner of this show. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) <laughs> no uh no writer strike here at idahosports.com we write all of our own material uh and hot takes so uh you can get in touch with us brandon at idahosports.com i'm also on x uh formerly known as twitter at brandon underscore baney uh you can also find sean on x as well at sean kane 180 too. So welcome in to the East Idaho PrepCast. This is our third season, but in case you are new and just discovering this for the first time, here's how the show works. Uh, we bring it to you every week on IdahoSports.com's YouTube channel and Facebook page where you can watch the video, see what Sean and I are up to, what we're wearing, you know, what our backgrounds look like. Uh, if you are on the go and you want just the audio, you can also get that at idahosports.com right on the homepage across the top of the uh, navigation bar. You'll see a tab that says prepcasts. From there, there's a little drop down menu. You click on East Idaho Prepcast, it'll take you to the page with the current episode right there. Uh, you can also download this podcast wherever you get your podcasts Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. If you're old school like me and you have an Android phone, Samsung, You can get it at Podcast Addict. That is my preferred podcast vehicle of choice. Um, But there's lots of ways to consume it, and we get a lot of people from all four uh, places. So uh, thank you for being with us. We break down the biggest stories in Districts 5 and 6 week in, week out here in East Idaho. You might be thinking, how come you don't have one for District 5 only and one for District 6 only? Well, Sean, they end up combining in a lot of the districts you know at the 5a level and the uh, 1a level districts 5 and 6 all play together and then in the 4as and the 3as and the 2as all these schools end up playing each other anyway so it just made sense to combine it all into one or they have to play a play-in game against each other so it really works out either way right Uh, right or or their second play-in game of the play-in game but anyways yeah. yeah um and 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 again like you said it's so big don't you know don't be afraid to hit one of us up if there's something exciting going on um in your neck of the woods because we we love to hear all those different stories and uh it's the biggest and best combined district in the state so uh we'd love to hear from all the fans that's right uh that is what this show and really what idahosports.com is all about is promoting these incredible young men and women that are student athletes and leaders and role models in their respective communities so if there's a story out there about Uh, an athlete, about uh, a coach, about a family, um, a team that isn't getting the attention it deserves, let us know. Send us an email. Send us a message on X. 
And uh, yeah, we'll make sure we, we get to it because uh, yes, it's a big area and sometimes stuff falls through the cracks, but we want to get all of the big things that are happening. So you might be wondering who the heck are we? Uh, my name is Brandon Bainey. I uh, grew up in Montana, originally Western Montana, small town called Stevensville, played for the Yellow Jackets. That was my high school mascot, a very average football player, even worse in track and field. And in basketball, I got cut my sophomore year. Because, you know, I'm 6'3", 6'4", but uh, my team had guys that were like 6'7", and 6'8". And they were like, well, sorry, we've got enough big guys. <laughs> Can you shoot? I was like, if I'm right by the basket. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, no, we, we got enough of those already. Sorry. Um, and now it's really sad. My high school uh, had like seven kids come out total for basketball last year. So I'm like, man, where was that at when I was in school? I could have made the team. Um, but anyways, that's my story. I, I have a background in radio. I did radio for a really long time, sports broadcasting, you know, morning show, all that fun radio stuff. And uh, this is my third year at idahosports.com. That's enough about me. Sean, uh, you live in Pocatello. You are a teacher at Century High School. Um, you are also the head tennis coach at Century High School. And so you, you're pretty plugged in. You're a great expert to have on the show because you're talking to a lot of coaches, right? Certainly tennis coaches, but also uh, you're, you're talking to a lot of the ADs, the athletic directors over there in East Idaho. Uh, yeah, I've. this will be, if you can imagine it, this will be my 18th year of coaching high school tennis so uh it's it's kind of been a long a long time and um when there's questions or anything as far as tennis a lot of the ad's just hit me up personally and um it you know it's been good and i've fostered a lot of great relationships that way and yeah i've just always been involved in sports um for for whatever i, I also do some uh pa announcing for the basketball games at century too i don't have quite the the background in in the radio as, as our fine captain here, Brandon does, but um, yeah, me and Brandon came in at the same time and um, yeah, it's been, it's been good. I've, I've had a lot of fun and, and it, it's exciting and you know, there's, there's just a lot, there's a lot of stuff happening and um, I'm, I'm excited uh, for football and I can't even believe it's already starting Friday. So, um, you know, once hard knocks starts on HBO, you're just like, oh yeah, it's football season. So yeah, I'm I'm excited, and uh, um, I think there's going to be a, a a lot of fun action, whether it's football, soccer, golf. There's just going to be so much stuff in the fall now. Yes, friendly reminder: all of our fall sports previews are coming out. We have probably. 75% of our football previews up on the website. It's right on the homepage, idahosports.com, uh, where we write a preview for every football team in the state of Idaho. Key players to watch, all that fun stuff. Uh, if your favorite team's preview isn't in yet, it will be soon. Uh, we also are working on statewide volleyball, girls soccer, boys soccer, and cross-country previews. Those should all be debuting sometime next week as we get more into the fall sports swing of things. And uh, this summer, we did for the third year in a row our top 10 series for high school football where we gave you, at least in our opinion, the top 10 players at each position. We went offensive line, defensive line. We went uh, special teams. We did running backs, linebackers, wide receivers, defensive backs. And by the time you're watching this or listening to this, our final piece, the top 10 quarterbacks, 
will have posted to the website as well. Those are our top 10 lists. Those are kind of fun off-season content. And speaking of off-season content, Sean, over the summer, we also did a, a trio of off-season roundtable discussions where we talked about kind of big state-of-the-union type issues that were uh, coming to a head here in the state of Idaho. Uh, the first uh, roundtable we did was in June, and we talked about uh, Idaho's reclassification process, possibly changing the enrollment numbers. Um, that ultimately failed uh, just a couple weeks ago, so things will be staying the same, which means there's going to be a lot of uh, 4A schools in East Idaho especially that are now moving up to the 5A level. Skyline, Pocatello, Idaho Falls, all going to be moving on up along with Twin Falls and Canyon Ridge to form this gigantic nine-team conference now starting next year in uh, the 5A ranks. Yeah, and from the few people I've talked to, they're they're you know they're pretty excited about it because when you have that nine team, um, you've got some some power in your your reps to state, and uh, it could be really exciting and and kind of shift the balance of those tournament brackets um, for the next two years. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how that affects uh, representation. So that was a topic uh, we tackled in June. Then in July, we talked about player transfers. And now that uh, the state of Idaho has adopted uh, school choice, basically open enrollment, you go wherever you want to go at any time for any reason. Uh, of course, athletics isn't going to work quite that way, um, but uh, it, it could cause some headaches for the IHSAA down the line, potentially. So we talked about player transfers uh, in July and then in August, just last week, Sean, we talked about state tournaments, max preps, uh, expanding the state tournament. You know, how can it be improved? Should we move it to East Idaho? Uh, I think we were in the very, very vocal minority on that, Sean. Uh, so I think East Idaho has got to, you know, work out a couple of things logistically before they could host state basketball. But that was a fun topic as well. You can go back and listen or watch those on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel or Facebook page. Uh, they are all right there for you. It was a lot of fun having these off-season roundtables. Yeah, I think it's great. You know, the feedback, um, from fans is they really like it when you know everyone's at the table because um, we get everyone's kind of point of view we get the different regions point of view we get personal point of views and I think it's kind of you know it's kind of like a buffet of sports you, you don't like that you don't like that well you have a little bit of this and um, it's pretty beneficial and I think it's good to get some topics started and, and discussed and I know um, cause I have, I always have to look at things a little differently. Cause when you're a coach, your first gut reaction is, ah, how's it affect me? Uh, you know, and then, then you gotta kind of take a step back and, and kind of look at the benefit of, of, of all of it or, or the progress moving forward. And, you know, and what it comes down to is what's best for the kids and, you know, how, you know, what's the best way we can get, you know, the most, um, fair and equal, you know, playing field for those, those student athletes and, uh, when you get everyone at the table, it uh, benefits, I think, that discussion and, you know, can bring up some new points. And like when we did the discussion just a little bit ago and I talked about a committee that seemed to spark a lot of a lot of interest. So just just things like that, you know, just kind of get people thinking outside the box and not just have that gut reaction. Oh, it only affects me. You know, when you when you can bring everyone together, it, uh, it's, it's a lot more beneficial. Yeah, and unfortunately, we talked about the enrollment classification uh, changes that were proposed in, in June. It passed on a very narrow uh, seven to six vote. It yeah, passed it by one, 
one vote. And then on the second reading, so everything that is proposed has to pass first reading and then second reading. They had second reading in August and it failed uh, by two. Um, and so uh, we had a couple of board members leave and a couple of new board members come on at the IHSA and that can affect things. Um, but they did a survey. They surveyed uh, all of the athletic directors and coaches in Idaho and like over 70% of respondents said, yes, we are in favor of these changes. And then they didn't go with it. <laughs> so like you said, it's nice to hear from everybody, but at the same time, then, you know, you got to take what the people say. And, but, yeah. You know, sometimes I don't like what, you guys tell me to do but you know <laughs> sometimes there's someone in charge right i mean that's and uh and i talked about it before and a few people are in the, you know that's it is what it is at the end of the day you got to go out and compete and and do what's best for your teams and uh you could spend all day arguing but you know it doesn't change you know the great coaches we have in east idaho and they're gonna they're gonna be um, good at whatever level they're at. I guarantee that we have some of the best coaches here in East Idaho and in the Northwest. I would be easy, easy to say that. Yes. Great coaching in East Idaho, which is why so many blue trophies end up back in East Idaho every single year. Well, here we are the opening weekend of competition. I am not ready for it. I'm sure you're not either. Um, but here we are, we're going to hit the ground running the very first Athletic event to take place in Idaho this season. Sean, any guesses? Um, is it so it's gotta be soccer, right? Yes, it is a boys soccer match in East Idaho. Preston traveling up to Sugar Salem on Friday, August 18th. Now there's a lot of football games that are also taking place Friday, but those are kicking off in the evening. This soccer match is kicking off at two o'clock in the afternoon, Sean. It's part of a boys girls doubleheader. The boys are going to play at two girls are going to follow at four. And so right out of the gates, two programs that are always very strong, Preston and sugar Salem in an on-conference match. That's going to be great. Yeah. It's uh it seems like they have kind of a, a yearly thing. Now I think sugar Salem and football too, and Preston and may, maybe not. I could be off on that one, but yeah, that'll be that'll be great. It'll be good. Hopefully, the kicker isn't on the boys' soccer team. That could be a a long day for him because you know, a lot of times the kicker for the football teams is also on on the boys' soccer team. Yeah, that happened last year with Sugar Salem. Mason Kinghorn played soccer and was also the kicker for the Diggers football team. Um, other uh, boys' soccer matches from the opening weekend on Friday. Firth is at Snake River. You've got the Crosstown Showdown at seven thirty at uh iron horse stadium pocatello and highland doing battle under the lights i love that um also on friday in uh girls soccer you've got firth at snake river preston at sugar salem and highland and pocatello are gonna play in girls soccer as well across town though at uh, irving middle school also under the lights at 7 30 that's in district five uh district six action on friday We'll see if there's any crossover. I think those are all the big matchups, but uh, Friday's kind of a light schedule, and then we really get into it on Saturday. You've also got uh, in boys' soccer on Friday, Rigby is at Skyline as well in boys' soccer, and on the girls' side, also Rigby at Skyline. They're going to play that at Rabston Stadium under the lights, 7.30 kickoff, Sean. I love that they're playing soccer at Rabston Stadium. Oh, I mean... I got to see one a soccer game at Lookout last year 
Um, you know, it's and it kind of started at dusk into night, and I, I think it's way better. Um, I think it's I think it's a hundred times better. I, I could go into the reasons why other people don't think it's better, but um, it, I I love I love it at night, and I don't know when you go to soccer. Obviously, you sit on one side or the other, and the sun's always on one side or the other. You know what I mean in your face. So, for a fan, I like it at night. Yeah, for sure. Uh, to the Saturday schedule, boys soccer, Teton at Marsh Valley, Aberdeen at South Fremont, Shelley at Preston, Canyon Ridge at Thunder Ridge, and also on the schedule for Saturday, Twin Falls is at Highland at Iron Horse Stadium, and Century hits the road to take on Burley. Those are all Saturday contests. Um, the Saturday slate in girls soccer, it's a lot of the same matchups, right? They try to yeah. schedule that the Switch. same. Yep, uh, you've got uh, Aberdeen at South Fremont, Thunder Ridge at Canyon Ridge, Teton at Marsh Valley. Uh, you've got uh, Preston at Shelley as well in girls soccer. Uh, and then also on Saturday, Highland is going to travel to Twin Falls and Century will host Burley and Aberdeen at South Fremont. And then the big matchup, Sean, that I think is going to be the most intriguing matchup of the weekend is Saturday. It's a non-conference girls soccer matchup. Sugar Salem is traveling to the community school, Sun Valley Community School, the Cutthroats, for a 1 p.m. showdown on Saturday. Uh, we we know what kind of soccer program Sun Valley Community School has, and Sugar Salem, after missing out on state last year, losing to Teton in the district championships, they're hungry to get back, and they are challenging themselves right out of the gate. Oh yeah, I love it. I think it's you know get get the hardest possible matchups you can to you know see where your team's at and i think it'll be great and yeah community's always bringing back tr blue trophies and sure you know sugar salem is blue and there's a reason why i think their color matches the trophy yeah they are the premier uh, for boys and girls soccer i mean what they do every year at sun valley community school is pretty darn impressive so that's the opening soccer slate. We do have football as well. You know, it, they call it week zero, Sean, uh, officially. And when it first came about, there was maybe like one or two games that were played in week zero. But now more and more teams are scheduling week zero games because you're allowed to practice a week before mm -hmm. everybody else. And I think coaches just want to, yes, the, the game, the early game is not ideal, but it gives them more time with their team, right? They get an early start over everyone else. Yeah, you get that practice time. Um, and, and I think just scheduling football in general is tough for ADs um, and how the conferences are. So if you're able to get one in at that time, I think it just ensures that you're going to have a full schedule of games too. Um, you know, for whatever reasons that might not happen or changes, it's nice to get it started and not have to worry about, oh, can we pick up a game or we didn't get enough games. So I think scheduling wise, if you can get it, it's great. And yeah, practice and and just knowing, you know, a lot of the matchups are, you know, non-conference and different things. But I think you get a good idea of where everyone's at and um, and then that's how you adjust for the week. And East Idaho fans, eat your heart out. Four matchups on IdahoSports.com here on the opening weekend, week zero. Sean, this is going to be an exciting launch into the season. Where there's no, there's no, you know, jogging in a buildup. We are hitting the ground running with four East Idaho contests. I think the most exciting one has to be for the second year in a row, a pair of five A powers meeting at a neutral site, Rigby. 
and Coeur d'Alene will yeah. square off at Washington Grizzly Stadium on the campus of the University of Montana in Missoula. Sean, I will be there at that game. I was last year. It was a great debut. Uh, first varsity game for Luke Flowers, the rugby quarterback. He has now committed to the Montana Grizzlies. So he is, you know, I, I anticipate a lot of Missoula people coming to the game just to see, hey, who's this new QB we picked up? It's going to be a great atmosphere. Yeah, that'll be, you know, that's a great game. And it's always, a, it's a game that kind of, since it's happened a couple of years now, it's kind of sets the tone for the year for football, really. I mean, you got two powerhouses, one from East, one from North. Both teams always competing at the end of the year. Um, so it'll be great. I was going to say the matchup I'm doing was the best one, but okay. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get to it uh, for sure. <laughs> um, I will say this, you know, Coeur d'Alene was down a little bit last year. They missed mm -hmm. the playoffs for the first time in several years. That defense is no joke, though. Coeur d'Alene's defense is very, very good. They bring back a lot of talented players. Offense maybe still a work in progress. Rigby's offense, we know, is, you know, ready to go and Rigby's defense also excellent um, this is going to be a good measuring stick for each of these teams coming out of the gate let's talk about the game that you're going to be at Sean it is a 4a versus 5a matchup Thunder Ridge is going to be hosting Minico from the Great Basin Conference a uh, new coach for Minico Sherm Blazer took over for Keelan McCaffrey who left for the centennial job Thunder Ridge meanwhile in the second season under head coach Michael uh, Berger, uh, son of uh, Scott Berger, the longtime coach at Skyline. Yeah, it's, um, you know, one of the coaches from Thunder Ridge used to work at Century, and I got a chance to talk to him this week, Chris Kearns, um, and he's real excited. That, you know, they were in that game. They played Minico at Minico last year, a very strong Minico game or team, and they're excited. To, you know, Thunder Ridge is kind of the, they kind of get the short end of the stick in that conference, right? There's Highland, uh, you know, Rigby, and and, and Madison isn't going to be any joke either this year. And so, but Thunder Ridge is is coming back. They have a new offensive coordinator. They're real excited about that because Mike Mike was doing everything, and now they have a new offensive coordinator. Um, and they've got some dudes, and I think it'll be a good game. But you know, I was able to see Minico or do a couple Minico games last year, and they're just going to be a tough you know, wing T team until, until the cows come home. Right. And it's a good matchup. So I think, uh, Minico is going to look a little different now that they've got a new coach in Sherm Blazer. I think the wing T is, he's not really a wing T guy. He's more of a spread guy. So it's going to be weird. I think to see Minico a little bit, uh, because they have run the wing T for so many years. Um, the other thing with Minico is they lost an historically great and historically large senior class. I mean, they had like, yeah. 30, 30 seniors on last year's team that are all gone. They do bring back their quarterback in Carson Weymouth, but that's, that's about it. Uh, I, I think Thunder Ridge uh, is set up in a good spot here uh, to start their season off 1-0 against the Spartans. Sean Kane, you will be on the call with, uh, what, Joel Richardson? Is that who yeah. we got you paired with? Mm-hmm. Okay. I know you're, you're going to miss me, but it'll be all right. Hey, I'm coming back to do probably the biggest game of the year in East Idaho with you, Emotion Bowl, at the end of September. So, yeah. Hey. You just you save all your best lines for that game, Sean. I, they're, they're endless. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we are also bringing to you, uh, you mentioned uh, one of the teams that's in this district. We're really showcasing the 5A High Country Conference. We've got Rigby, we've got Thunder Ridge, and we've got Madison hosting Hawaii in a non-conference matchup. 
Uh, this is a game that Paul Kingsbury and Logan Green, they are coming over from Boise to broadcast this game uh, because it's going to be, I think, a pretty intriguing one. Uh, these two teams met last year. Madison traveled to Hawaii oh, yeah. and lost a very narrow game, 13-7. to You talk to Madison fans, and they're like, we should have won this game. A lot of turnovers, especially in the red zone. And it was a game that essentially you know, no matter how you slice it up, basically gave Hawaii the last playoff spot and really kind of cost Hill or uh, cost Madison uh, the, the final playoff spot. This one game uh, kind of hinged the playoff fortunes of both teams. Well, Madison, I, you know, if you have trouble in the red zone, I think they found a pretty good band-aid to fix that. And, you know, Gino Mariani, uh, you know, is doing the offensive coordinating up there and, um, he, I mean, he might be able to help him. <laughs> he's, he might have a little experience in that red zone and he's got good schemes and, um, it sounds like it's going pretty well up there and the kids really like him. And, uh, you know, you know, nice job, Bob Madison to pick up, um, a guy with a little bit of experience in the red zone. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. uh, I think the Madison offense will, it will look, uh, pretty, pretty stout this year, a little better, maybe just, just with Gino in there. Um, I don't know how it couldn't. <laughs> Right. Uh, Gino Mariani, the longtime head coach at Highland, uh, multiple state championships, multiple players in the NFL under Gino's tutelage. Um, and yeah, this is now he's the offensive coordinator at Madison under head coach Chandler Rhodes. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what Madison, you know, the last couple of years, Ben Dredge has been their quarterback and he was a great threat running the football. It's almost like having a running back back there. Um, and, and the passing, you know, there were good moments and, you know, peaks and then there were valleys and, and maybe if Madison can get a little more consistency in the pass game, become a little more diverse offensively. Um, I think sky's the limit for the Bobcats, but a good, Hawaii team coming to town week zero showdown also on idahosports.com and the fourth game we're going to be bringing to you, Sean, this weekend from Idaho sports, uh, East Idaho on idahosports.com. These are all Friday night, by the way. Uh, Sugar Salem hosting Century in a non-conference battle. Sugar Salem, uh, they have won five of the past six 3A championships. Century's kind of at the other end. They are low numbers. They're a 4A school, but they are at the lower end. And I I wrote the uh, the season preview for the Century football team, and, and their coach, Ryan Fleischman, he makes no bones about it. He said, hey, look, this is the most difficult and significant rebuild centuries ever gone through and he said i know every coach says that but for us it's really true we have low numbers uh and we are just you know we're gonna have to try and figure it out um but the encouraging thing for century is they had over 40 freshmen turn out for the freshman team it's just gonna be a couple of years yeah you know and last year was a hard year but they did have some seniors century did and they're gone now and you've got almost a brand new team that's going to be starting in there i'm sure ryan alluded to that but you know they've got good coaches they've got a good program um you know and and they're working and it's got to start somewhere right you got to start and just keep building and building and i will tell you the, that that freshman class is a, a very strong freshman class there's some some good kids on there some of them play tennis <laughs> um <laughs> but um and uh pretty exciting so but yeah that's it's a tough it's a tough game but you know when in a three-team conference you know, you got to kind of get the games that you can get and why not go up there and, and get it. And a couple of years ago, they almost, they almost beat Sugar Salem. It was a really close game. So, 
Um, you never know at the start of the season, but I, I like the ability to go up and just see where you're at and, you know, show the, show the guys that, you know, this is what it takes. You're going to see a well-tuned Sugar Salem team as, you know, we've seen you're in and you're out. So, um, uh, you, you know, you either take it as an opportunity or you, you get discouraged and I, everything's an opportunity, right? If you don't have pressure, then it really wasn't worth doing it. So. Hey, that's right. Uh, and by the way, uh, spoiler alert, Sugar Zealand's going to be really good. Again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you needed to ask. Um, they are dynamic. They bring back, uh, you know, Cash Harris, uh, just uh, Bosco, all these great running backs. Uh, they're going to be fantastic. So uh, that'll be a game you can also watch on idahosports.com. Other week zero games, we'll quick, quickly run through these. South Fremont traveling to Wood River. Wood River is a 4A school. They petitioned down to play 3A football. Last year, South Fremont won in the season opener at home over Wood River uh, by a score of 20 to 8. So kind of a close game. Um, I anticipate something similar this year. Uh, other interesting games or other games period on the week zero schedule. We've got another neutral site game, Sean, uh, second year in a row that Lakeland and Preston will be meeting in Montana. They'll play at Montana tech university in Butte. Uh, this is, I think actually maybe the third year in a row that the teams have done yeah. this. Um, but these Lakeland is a team that made the playoffs last year, nearly won their conference. Preston was a team that was young, but all of those underclassmen are a year older and Craig Cunningham, the Preston head coach, has gotten uh, a lot of basketball athletes that didn't play football last year back out for the team this year. So Preston expects to be a little more dynamic uh, this year on the football field. Yeah, you know, they they had some some highs and some lows last year. Preston is a football team, but getting those, uh, as we know, Preston only has like 30, 40 basketball athletes every year. So, uh, no, I mean, that'll be great. Um and yeah, you know, I got to see Lakeland last year in the playoffs and um, they're just, they're a team that's always kind of just like on the verge to kind of do something big. I, so it'll be interesting to see. And I feel like these games, these first, when they've met, they've always been really close, low scoring battles. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Two years ago, Preston won seven to six yeah. at Montana Tech last year. Lakeland won 28 to nothing, but it was very close until about the third quarter. Um, and so this is the third third meeting in a row to start the year. The rubber match, if you will, who will come out on top, Preston or Lakeland, we will see. Snake River is traveling to Richfield High School down in Utah for a season opener there. Now, it's always tough to play Utah teams early because Utah has already had a set of games under their belt. Utah's season kicked off last week. That was kind of their week one, if you will. Um, so for Snake River, going in against a team that's already got a game under its belt, that could be kind of tricky. Uh, you've got Malad at American Falls, 2A playing up to a 3A. I'm telling you right now, people are sleeping on American Falls this year. I think the Beavers are going to be very feisty, very competitive. Tim Hoppy, their head coach, second year on the job, has done a tremendous job really turning that program around. I would say keep an eye out on American Falls this year. Just saying. Uh, and then you've got one eight-man game. Grace is hosting El Capitan High School from Arizona. No idea what <laughs> kind of team El Capitan High has, but I know I know Grace is pretty darn good. They got all the yeah. way to the 1A D1 championship last year. Yeah, Grace is um, a team we talked about a lot, I think, right? They kind of 
they don't they don't have a lot of limelight but when it comes to game time they they shine really bright so we'll have to see what that matchup looks like because we're no experts in the el capitan area yeah uh from colorado city arizona so it's all i know about him <laughs> uh but it should be a good season opener for the Grace Grizzlies as well. As we are off and running, Sean, uh, we will do this East Idaho prep cast every single week. Uh, maybe next week we'll dive more into some preview type stuff or talk about more of the matchups. Volleyball will have started by then. We have some actual results we can break down, but we're going to try and keep it to about a half an hour every week. I feel like that's about the extent of what we can expect people to tune in for. Oh, yeah. Sounds good. I'm, All right. I'm not a big talker. Yeah, clearly we're uh, we're not big talkers. We just did uh, 32 minutes worth of podcasting and it felt like it was two minutes, at least for me. Do, you, do, uh, no, do they ever goes, feel like? Yeah, no, no, they never feel too long. Uh, the other night when the group one was getting a little long, but that was just maybe because of our other people, not me and Brandon. We're very professional and keep it keep it about sports, but... <laughs> I will. I will say this. I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk bad about the boss because I don't know. I. I don't know if he'll tune into this or not. But Paul he Kingsbury kept... is our boss, and I. I really struggle doing games with him, doing podcasts with him because his attention span just wanders, and it's really hard to get him corralled back in and on task uh, sometimes. So, <laughs> I would much rather do a game with you, Sean. <laughs> yeah, sometimes to get a little off tangent, but also has some good points and stuff but you gotta, yes. you gotta keep a little fun that's why I'm yes here. i'm the fun For guy sure. you are clearly <laughs> by that backwards hat that you're wearing so yeah i didn't want to comb my hair yeah it's last right. day of summer for me you know i'm wearing a hat yeah, back to school very soon for everybody and back to the competition as we are off and running here on the east idaho prepcast we'll be here every week doing this for season three thanks for tuning in everybody for sean kane i'm brandon maney and we'll see you next time on idahosports.com